Hey everyone, this is Connor. Before we get started, I just want to encourage you to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. If you become a patron, you'll get access to multiple exclusive episodes every month. And you can also join our patrons-only Discord chat, where Pete and I talk informally with the Podside Picnic community. So if you like the show, go ahead and check us out at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. Thanks. Welcome back to Podside, everyone, and this is Carlo. I am returning to you uh, on, again, this is an animation month episode, uh, wherein we will be discussing the 2003, um, I believe this was like a DVD, direct-to-DVD thing, uh, The Animatrix. Um, So, and of course, I am accompanied by my co-hosts. Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello. I'm happy to be taking the red pill with you fellas. Oh, red pilled, are you? Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Very curious. Problematic. Um, yes, very much so. Pete, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I, I have boring stories about dishwashers and people putting siding on my house, but I will spare you. <laughs> I mean, you know, if it's machine related, I think it's relevant to this pod, this that- pod site episode. Yeah, you know, it one thing that occurs to me is that if they if they really the idea of having to like frustratingly try and assemble things that aren't actually real, like I found if I found out I was in the matrix, I would flip my shit. <laughs> like <laughs> well, the amount uh, of times I've taken a blade off of a of a lawnmower and tried to put it back on and it was imaginary, that's horrible. Pete, uh, <laughs> let me introduce you to not only the metaverse's real estate, but also the the metaverse's Home Depot, uh, you know, uh, v- <laughs> Virtual real estate, uh, you know, home remedy products and so on. Uh, Kurt, <laughs> hello, Kurt. You know, I know that this Podside Picnic podcast that we do isn't good. I know that when I put it in my ears, the Matrix is telling my brain that it is funny and engaging. After nine years, you know what I realize? Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> That's what I tell myself every day, buddy. And I'm in, I'm ignorant as hell. <laughs> Blue pill Kurt here. <laughs> All right. All right. So um so uh, let me ask you um cuz I definitely remember I believe this was like one of those immediately upon knowing when it came out i drove down to the video store rented the dvd out because i was all about everything the matrix i could find Mm. uh well maybe not the comic books but those may have come a little later uh Mm -hmm. but but uh, what was your experience with this before we go there could i for 30 seconds i would like to establish a ground rule Uh uh-oh I would prefer if we didn't spend a lot of time talking about how a lot of the central premises of the Matrix are bullshit, because we all know that and it's funny anyway. Are they? I've honestly never thought about it. Maybe I'm just stupid, but I'm like, okay, that's fine. 
Or I'm just inherently on the same wavelength as you, Pete, without even thinking about it. Maybe. Uh, Pete, well, human Pete, is battery, you know, that um, kind of stuff. Pete, are you, are you trying to tell me that you are one of the sheeple that doesn't believe in simulation theory? Hmm. Very you sus. got me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, yes, I don't care about any of that. It's it's mainly a vehicle to tell lots of stories. Um, the 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 movies concentrated on one uh, one specific story, I, and I I think that one of the the charms that this. Uh, series of animated uh like this animated anthology basically is was to demonstrate to me personally how strong and robust um the setting of the matrix is because it can basically do anything it mm-hmm. can be in any time period it could be complete fantasy it could be a horror <laughs> show it it mm-hmm. yeah you know, it, it sort of encompasses a lot and anyway uh th- that was my but, defense but but at the same time I, I i agree with you but i think there is something very particular a very particular aesthetic and tone that is that is matrixy and there's visual elements of it everyone knows the green text and the black background and certain visual ticks that it that it does what ab- above and beyond you know the 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 well you know the the famous bullet time stuff which which honestly is has was was ripped off so much that it no longer feels especially matrix to me but there's aspects of the wachowski's uh directing style and the way that things are framed that feels very matrix and the way that the story is uh but like if it feels specific even while it's being very broad like you don't really you don't really get any particular rules by and large you get like one rule or like one or two but mostly it's very vague Mm-hmm. Um, there's something specific about it that, that like something either feels matrixy or not matrixy. And, and so I, I think, yes, it is, it is a f- format that can go all over the place, but unlike Star Wars, where it's like, we'll drop a Jedi in it and drop a lightsaber in and boom, you got, you got Star Wars going there. Um, there's a, <laughs> there's an aspect of the matrix that I think is a little harder to get. And I think you can see that happening in, in the way that, that the Animatrix succeeds or. Or uh, or fails. Carlor, point of order. I think I said hmm. I called you Carlor, but anyway, <laughs> I, I am Carlor. <laughs> I, I son am the of, of cars. <laughs> well, uh, my king. I, my question is: um, Do how meta do we want to get? Because the thermometer is very significant to me. But fundamentally, we could have a discussion without exploring that and just run into it organically. What's the thermometer? Uh, it's 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 the idea that how how whether this uh, thank you Chewy yes very <laughs> helpful um, that whether whether these uh, uh, vignettes are good or bad depends very much on how you are judging them. Are you judging them on their own merits? Are you judging them by the animation? Are you mm. judging them by their coherent uh, relationship to the mm. matrix? And you get different results depending on which path you choose. I, I, I think- judge them based on whether I clap like a seal and go wee hee 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 when I see them on the TV. <laughs> Wait, I, I respect seals go wee hee hee? <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's a very it's a very odd seal um but yeah i i think that we could probably um bump up 
I think that that actually we could bump into that uh, organically as we discuss some of our, um, you know, like maybe some of our favorites, some of the ones that sort of like eh, they're they're fine, but didn't really wow wow us, or uh, the ones that we thought maybe a little undercooked. I don't know. Fair enough. Well, I th- I think honestly, I think I think it's the determiner of our choices as we go. Let's see if that's true. Mm. Que- question: Do you guys know? Did this come out after between the second and third movie? Two thousand two. I think it was between. Yeah, between the second and third. Yes. I okay. So that's why I I never got around to watching this until for this pod because I saw the second movie in the theaters and I did not like it at that time, and hmm. so I was like kind of like you know enthusiasm for the Matrix kind of just like I never went around i never got around to seeing the third movie for a long time um i you know like now looking back i was totally wrong the, the you know the the all three of the movies are you know excellent and have like different things to say and are, di- and are exploring different things but the second movie at that time i just was not into it so that i never really got into the animatrix so i i had a poster of it up in my cube where i worked i saw it i hated it and now it's my favorite matrix movie so i go. feel you chris <laughs> yeah exactly wait, what is it wait wait the the animatrix is your favorite matrix movie or the or the second the se- one is the, the second, second one okay yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay mm. i don't well, know if we, it's we, my favorite we, but i feel the same way about about my experience with it but Sorry, Carlo. Go ahead. No, no. I, I think we, I think we may all have shared the same thing. Uh, the, 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 thi- the only thing I was going to say is that maybe we should shelve our Matrix the trilogy or Agreed. quadrilogy, if you want, for another time, because we may actually want to um, talk about those in the future and yes. leave, leave our leave our listeners to perhaps salivate a little bit about uh, what we may be bringing up later on. I don't know. Oh, I, I can visualize a Matrix month. We can play the online game, which is apparently back on PlayStation. All kinds of stuff. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. okay. Right. Oh, one more thing I want to say before we dive deep, guys. There. Nah. <laughs> So, Carlo, you, you you had a question on the table, which was, how did we first encounter the Animatrix, if indeed we did? And mm-hmm. I will say, I saw most of it, but not all of it, on Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. Um, when it was it was shown on Adult Swim, I, and like after like a few a, a few years after it came out, mm-hmm. like I don't know, two thousand four, two thousand five, or something like that. Um, and I remember I, I was like up late, and I, I had seen a little bit of it, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. Uh, but then I sat down and watched more of it then. And I still, I, I, there were parts, there were segments I definitely hadn't seen before I sat down and watched the whole thing, which I really only did. Like, I was actually, uh, it was actually before, you know, I knew we were going to do it for this podcast. It was like three or four months ago. Um, and, uh, it was, it was interesting revisiting it. It made me both, it, it confirmed some of my thoughts and, and, uh, repudiated some other ones. So mm-hmm. it was an interesting revisit for me. Excellent. All right. Well, that's good. Um, it sounds like you have some thoughts there, Kurt. So why don't we, uh, why don't we dive in a little bit and, and talk, uh, these, these were, uh, let me see here. It was what, uh, nine different, uh, episodes. Um, I think there were around like maybe 10 to 15 minutes a pop. Um, nothing like, uh, a lot of them were very, um, I mean, most of them are self-contained, except I would say the uh, the second Renaissance parts one and two. Uh, the other ones are, are self-contained. Um, mm-hmm. 
so some something something that's worth mentioning. You're 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 right. By the way, everything else is kind of self-contained. Although there are movie tie-ins. The character of the kid <laughs> who feels yeah, like the, the most useless person in in the second <laughs> Matrix movie. Or it's like like watching it now. It I I really liked his character, but at the time I was like, who the what? Why am I supposed to? Why why are they acting like like I'm supposed to know this this character? Mm. And that you get his background in in this, and it makes him feel much more significant. Or or mm. it, that's the intent. But important to this is they got like a murderer's row of like 80s and early 90s um, anime and and OAV directors to to do these. Um, mostly. So there's, there's like Yoshiaki Kawajiri, who we've talked about, you know, or in passing, who did like Ninja Scroll. There's, uh, Shinichiro Watanabe, who, who did uh, Samurai Champloo and Cowboy Bebop. You, you, like everyone, pretty much everyone who directs, uh, one of these is like a heavy hitter from not, maybe not so much at the time. Like uh, not all of them were heavy hitters uh, when this came out, but they had been at, at one point. Like Shinichiro Watanabe was still very much like peak of his career, whereas like Kawajiri had had kind of done most of his. Like th- this is actually one of the last things that he did, mm. um, and, and and so it was very much an early example of like of kind of what we talked about with. Uh, the Star Wars vision stuff where it's like a Western franchise being like, let's get some anime people and have them take a crack at this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'd like to go on record as saying Kurt could be making these people and their names up and I wouldn't be able to call him. on it. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. It's true. Uh, yeah. Uh, Blue pill, Pete. Blue pill. <laughs> <laughs> Is that beer you're drinking, Pete? Uh, <laughs> um, so, um, so anyway, do we want to go in order uh, just by because I, I had a weird um, I had a weird experience because I was sitting there and I, I put it on um, while, you know, on my HBO Max uh, app. And for whatever reason, it just played it in some some fucking weird ass order. I was like, wait, this doesn't sound this doesn't feel like it was in the order that I originally saw these because I definitely remember like. Uh, the the final flight of Osiris yes. is the first one, second mm-hmm. Renaissance one and two follow <laughs> I, after that, I and have, so on. Yes, that is correct, and I suspect that they moved the final flight of the Osiris because in 2022 it looks like shit, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, in 2002 it looked like pretty good, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think that the it, it's not a bad um like uh, it doesn't look great now, right? Um, but but. Uh, even so it still looks pretty good it's not we're not talking about like it, it looks like uh, a ps1 lara croft it, no it, it doesn't it doesn't it, no. it looks pretty good but it looks like but ps2 lara of, croft <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the spirits within uh lara croft <laughs> you know yeah. you know I, I mean that that is literally the team that did it <laughs> i i is, figured uh, as much yeah 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 I, f- I forgot i forgot that but but i, I definitely also <laughs> was thinking like even when i first saw saw that because it was such a slight uh story mm. um I, I, all i could think in my mind even even while watching it back in you know 2003 or whatever was like is this like some proof of concept that a software company can do this type of thing for movies <laughs> i really liked it 
I, I think it, I think it has an interesting rhythm to it. Uh, I, I'm not quite as down on it as I as I originally was. Um, I do think that the um, that they they were they were really going for the uh, a a sort of a subversion or a variation on the um, neo uh, Morpheus. Uh, karate fight or, or yes. kung fu fight, right in the well, in the dojo. Except that this is a seduction. Yeah, yes. it's not. It's, it's cool. A sex fight. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was it was very Matrix. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it fit within the the world. In fact, it was a necessary story within the world. Mm-hmm. It, um, I, and and I mean, honestly, when I walked into this, that's really what I was looking for. And, and th- this is this is also not. It, 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 I, I hasten to say, this is not the only sex fighting that that occurs in in the Animatrix. <laughs> There's a lot of sex fighting in, in, mm. in this. I mean, th- everybody th- wants sex. Th- no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> sex food fighting. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, uh, Pete, you're ta- you're thinking of the Dune later books, uh, where there was <laughs> there was definitely sex foo happening in there. Um, <laughs> so, but the thing is, we are now diving deeper into the last one. No, no, technically, the- so technically, that was the first one when mm-hmm. when Carla would have seen it. Yes. Uh, so so the first shall be last, and the- okay, no well, problem. It, it, the weird part of them shuttling it to the back is they even put the title card, the Animatrix, at the back too. Like it's <laughs> so like. When you're watching it on HBO Max, like you said, Carlo, it just starts right into the first ep- first um, you know part. It doesn't have the title card, the Animatrix. That that comes right before the, it, the final fight of the. Didn't Messiah. they do that in in the Matrix too? Does it the, doesn't the title card come at the very end of the movie instead of instead mm. of at the beginning? Or am I misremembering? I do not remember. I thought it was when he yeah, flies away know. from the phone booth. He goes down, 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 and then it says the Matrix. I, I thought I could be misremembering. I think it does it in both spots. Thank hmm. you, Chewy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that Chewy barking again? Oh no, yeah, deja vu, amazing, Pete. Right? <laughs> deja vu, Pete. You go. You got to get out of there. Um, oh, anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Quick, Chewy story. Is that acceptable? Uh, it's always acceptable in this pod. Okay, so I was out walking Leia, who his is his elderly mom, adopted <laughs> mom, like like. She just looks after him, but like she's she's about eight years old and she's she's getting a little arthritic, you know, and I'm out walking with her today and a dog runs out a pit bull out of somebody's yard and like comes around us and starts running around and is being really aggressive and Leia's growling and I'm trying to stand between them and Chewie shows up. And that's really fucking interesting because there was a seven foot fence between him and the road and then two more blocks. Oh, like he went full fucking Superman to get to us. Jeez. <laughs> and, th- and then imagine the situation I'm in where I've got Leia and then I've got angry asshole and no leash for him. No one died. That's the important take. OK, right all right. Well, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's the important yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I honestly, like, my experience with Chewie and other dogs is he shows up and they pee themselves and run. So, <laughs> well, I mean, he is big. All yes. right. So, um, uh, so 
do do we do we have anything else to say about Final Flight of the Asylum? I, I I really like the the whole conceit of the like foreplay through like dueling. It's 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 cool. It's just a cool thing. It was yeah. it was cool when I was like nineteen, and it's cool mm-hmm. now. And it, and like yeah, the the animation doesn't look great anymore necessarily, and it doesn't look like there was like a newness and a coolness of like. That kind of going for photorealistic C- CGI at the time that is is mm-hmm. not there anymore, and now it it does kind of feel like a throwback instead of like the future is here. Now it's like the future was here, and now it's gone somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's still it's it's still cool, and and I like how they made like it's not metafiction exactly but it's like it's it's kind of like the star wars expanded universe content where it's like hey do you ever wonder what happened to that other thing that we mentioned in passing well here's here's the whole story about that thing uh, you know here's what happened to this other ship that that you know blew up mm-hmm. and My- i think it's clever well, yeah. what I want to say about it is, and I, I, I stumped over the last couple of words of Kurt because I'm a dick. I apologize, Kurt. No, not at all. I do. I cer- certainly, I do it all the time. I'm doing we're, it right now. We are both enthusiastic men. What's to say? Mm-hmm. Um, it is perfect for what it is. And what it was, was the one that made sure they tied tightly into the other movies. Like, mm-hmm. this was a deliberate choice. Like mm-hmm. it was as current as it, it could be, and it was fan service for the people who wanted this to be like the films. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. By definition, yeah, I, that it, that dissolves over time. It's less interesting now because we've got the fucking films. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah, that that that's also true. Um, so so I guess we could probably move on. Uh, and and to, to your point, Kurt, before we before we move on. Um, I think that there is a certain base level of horniness happening in this that is welcome in this current future. Oh yeah. Where everyone is, where everyone is like uh, clutching their pearls about, you know, like somebody held hands once and oh my God. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm surprised that we don't get more like, you know, like dueling foreplay now that feels like something that could still work. And I, and it, 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 I feel like maybe something like Outlander might mm-hmm. might do something like that. Uh, but but by and large, it seems kind of out of out of vogue. By the way, Outlander could be a very weird and interesting thing to do. Although mm-hmm. it is an investment since it's a series and not a yes. movie. Stray thought, but yeah. No, no. I, I mean, it 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 does have time travel in it, so it, it sort of I'm falls up, within. I'm up for it just because we can do Auslander as as intro. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So let's move on. To, Auslander uh, is about like a like a German woman who gets sent back to uh, to Scotland and is like, "Hello, I'm here." I I don't understand the joke. Could you repeat it again? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's about the only thing I know very well about German people. Um, Anyway, uh, so let's move on to Second Renaissance Parts 1 and 2. Um, we're going to cover these as a whole because that's more or less what these are. Oh, Uh, God, please. Like, I I don't want to go through it again. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't get why they split the split it up like that, other than just to say, oh, we have nine stories rather than just eight. <laughs> it was strange I, I because they come right after they come one right after the other, right? Yeah. 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 It makes me feel like maybe they intended to do one first and then like put the other one like halfway through or something that would make mm. more sense. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I also wonder if it wasn't just simply a time constraint um, mm. in the sense that they need to be X minutes long, you know, and that's it. Mm. Um, anyway, I, I don't, yeah, I, I, this is pure speculation on my part. Uh, it's, I, this one feels very unmatrixy for the most part, but it is cool. Yes. Like yes. it's yes. it's it's pretty quick. It does some weird stuff, but it doesn't feel like like it fits. So I, when I um, my my wonderful wife Denise uh, a few months ago was like, let's watch all the Matrix movies, and I was like, hell yeah! I'll, I'll, hmm. I, I'm I'm I said yes to that almost as fast as if she had had said. Uh, you, you I'm know, so uh, scared of all, where all, you're going right now. <laughs> Let's watch Master and Commander, the far side of the world. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's where I was going. Um, I, I was like, yes, yes. Let's watch all the Matrix movies. Um, and and I was like, well, you know, there's this thing called the Animatrix I haven't watched in 20 years, and we can watch that. That this this one almost put her off of it because it is so weirdly morbid in the second half mm. where it just turns into like Warhammer 40,000. <laughs> like, everyone getting spikes in their skulls as the, as the robot death machines ground their bones into powder. Um, but <laughs> See, it, it's very off putting. That, that's, I think that that's the thing that, um, so, so pluses on my side, I feel like the animation styles that we get throughout both of these, uh, are sort Thank of very you, are are Sorry. varied. No, it's all good. Um, they're varied and uh, sort of almost representative of the breadth of animation styles that you'll get uh, throughout the you know the the entire other uh, parts of this this uh, series anthology anthology. Um, and however, uh, and and uh, let me let me say that and there's a lot of cool stuff in it mm -hmm. um stuff that i would say probably uh put it on the con side for me are definitely i i'm not sure i needed this like as a prequel i i didn't like i was okay if it was a skynet situation mm -hmm. and the machine's just like became sentient and fucked us up because yeah. we deserve it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it also feels very, very impersonal, right? Like I would have liked this a lot more if it were just about that one, that one robot who like murders somebody to protect mm -hmm. itself. Yeah. Oh God. It, it, yes. It's like a Wikipedia article, which yeah. I, actually that's a PS4 game. Hmm. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a PS4 game. That's really, that was really big about, about, uh, servant robots and one of them commits a murder and you do a series huh. of investigations. Interesting. Is that a, the D Detroit something? Y yeah. Hum oh, humanity, yeah. Humanity, Detroit, Detroit become, or whatever. Become human. Yeah. Yes. Become human. Oh, yeah. Right. I, I published an article about that. I've never played the game and I know nothing about it so they may have made it all up but uh, so, <laughs> it was a good article. <laughs> so so the, the, the thing that and and I, I've, I've mentioned this before. Kurt, you've probably heard this before. Um, but, but the, the issue, one of the issues I find with this is 
is specifically in the part one of this where they, they start showing how humanity turns on the robots because, um, because they, you know, they, they've exercised their power, right. Mm -hmm. Um, individually. And so humanity turns on them. And so we get these montages, some of them really well done. Um, there's a, Yes, but there's a couple that they sort of crib. Uh, I forget what's the name of the the photo, the the famous photograph of the the Vietnamese uh, yeah, guy I, getting his head blown off. Oh God, that is oh, not okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. so this is where it really starts to tread the line where I'm going like, mm, I have a bias against. <laughs> having robots be stand-ins for sort of marginalized people in general uh because it's yeah you know, at the end of the day people go like oh wow sucks to be a robot <laughs> and don't think about you know like the marginalized people that they're standing in for is like wow robots i wouldn't want to be one of those guys yeah. um uh, so, so th- that's that's my bias but and i'll, I'll say this uh, I, I, as I thought about the arc that these two pieces, um, sort of bring to the fore, it's, I think it's interesting because even th- at that point, uh, it feels like something that, uh, and I believe that the Wachowski sisters have a, um, writing credit on these two pieces specifically. Mm. Uh, the, the story that they're telling is one of, Essentially, how um, assuming power can sometimes become unbalanced, and then the machines who were once downtrodden have now become the oppressors. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's an interesting story to tell in general. I don't know that I needed all of it. Well, <laughs> like yeah. all of the, the, the scenes yeah. that we get though. It, it could have been it shorter. Is, yeah. It, and it should have focused on one thing. It, like mm-hmm. if it didn't focus on like the robot murder, it could have focused on, you know, the, the, the failed diplomatic meeting between, uh, I, whatever it's called 0.0 or whatever. I want to call it mega city zero. And I know that's, that, that's not it. Zero one, zero one. Thank you. Yeah. It, it, it could have, it needed, it needed something. It's just world building. It's like, let me tell you about, let, let me tell you about this movie. I'm making. It's, yeah. It's yeah, all like, about how like, there's like, machines, but like it, it, they, and they put it in the okay. middle East. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was sort of like, uh, okay. Uh, I will say that, that, it's one of these things where it's like the individual pieces can, are sort of interesting because like even the, the, the quote treaty that the zero one um, diplomat finally shows up after the fact, he's like, Oh, surrender your flesh. <laughs> and then just like explodes. <laughs> That's cool. That, that, that is that cool. Was, like, it's really chilling. cool. It's, it's artistically uh, rich, right? Like there's some yeah, cool yeah, shit yeah. that happens. Sure. It just doesn't like I don't there's know, some re- like like the 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 robot on the robot horse, yes. like being one of the horsemen. Oh, that was the fucking of the cool. Yeah. That Why did they need a robot amazing. horse? That seems very unmatrix, but it's very cool. I'll, I'll take it. Um, but but so uh, there's a lot of like individual pieces that are really fucking cool, and I don't know that it all comes together as well as I would have mm-hmm. liked it to. Uh, what I thing. do think is interesting is from like a class politics level, uh, there, there's an aspect of of I think they I think they get it backwards right where they're like the humans are mistrustful of the machines because they're so like efficient but it just but to your point earlier carlo about like 
what if the robots were minorities and vice versa? Um, <laughs> it it kind of just skips right to that where it's like, well, people were distrustful of the robots. Like, well, why would people be distrustful of of the robots? Capital would be super enthused about the robots until they were like, uh, uh, fuck you, pay me. Then Capital <laughs> yeah. would be very displeased with, with the robots. But as long as the robots aren't asking for money, Capital loves the robots. That actually sounds fucking great. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, but, yeah, but they, I th- they kind of they kind of missed that. And it's like, well, what if what if the workers hated the robots because they were so good? It's like, well, it, it, actually, it's interesting because the the, the essay that uh, was in Blood Knife about Detroit become human was uh, one of the points was it, uh, w- when you when you do that stand in of like uh labor will always be against automation it overlooks the possibility of like well what if what if people take the side of the robots and they're like actually like these are workers too and so it feels like it just jumps to the end point of like well Mm -hmm. we need to make these two sides fight so here's the easiest way to that and Mm -hmm. it feels like it skips over a more interesting i don't know discussion about like the way that robots would fit into a society it's it's one of the one of the ever-present questions in my own head which i've posed to people in that that do develop like like software development and it's like okay let's assume that robots and a in general ai could be a thing are are robots and ai labor or management Mm. (laughs) and and it's really funny because it's Everyone that I talk to who is a software developer will try to nuance their way out of answering the question. <laughs> you can, you, you can, it, it's the same question as is a police dog a cop? <laughs> and yes, the answer is a bitter no. yes. Nah. <laughs> if it's, if it's biting you, yes, but, but they're also, they're, they're also effectively slaves of the cop, right? Well, okay. I love Chewy, but like at his heart, he's a goddamn cop. A <laughs> cab sadly includes Chewy. Yeah, I know sorry, it's horrible. Nobody's sadder than all, me. All Chewies are bastards. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> and he's proud of it. <laughs> but but anyway, yeah, I think that you're you're absolutely correct there, Kurt. Uh, it, it it is one of these things. It, it also um, it's one of these uh, story beats that feels very sort of. Uh, late 90s sort of end of history type of thing right where it's Mm. like we all get together we all get along together just fine it's the people that are mistrustful Mm. of the other people that are the problem and it's like "Mm, okay this is sort of like a little undercooked i don't know yeah i i appreciated um there's a lot of like little touches in there though that i really appreciated um like rather than like the whole macro picture but like uh I, I liked how um, when the first robots uh, right uh, right around when they were starting to, you know, um, get, you know, re- I guess rebel or whatever, they're all very, very humanoid looking. And um, some of them are quite like cute looking and I actually and like they start getting it's kind of like uh, fucked up when they start getting like mowed down and like they they, they look like chap hop robots <laughs> with little bowler hats. And yeah, monocles. yeah, exactly. But then um, deliberately but then, goofy. Yes. But then as the robots start creating themselves, like more robots, they start getting more less human looking and more alien looking. And, and I, I thought that was a nice, nice touch. Like the, the, the when humans are not creating them, that they're 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 less humanoid looking. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 is a, that is an interesting touch. And it, it is sort of like presented gradually over time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So anyway, it, yeah, let's, uh, I guess we could probably move on to, Hey, d- does anyone here read the fucking chat? <laughs> Sorry. No. Sorry. I haven't been reading the chat. Sorry, Pete. That <laughs> okay. was on, on me. Okay. So, so <laughs> say the words, come on. Oh wait, you're talking about like, uh, okay, okay, Pete, you loser when it's your turn. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So it's my turn now. Thank you. Well, what I wanted to say here is this, this, uh, section is ruined before it begins. And the reason it's ruined before it begins is that the premise is stupid. And that <laughs> premise is that Zion has a recording that blames humanity for the robot uprising. And if such a thing existed, they would delete it. It's mm. bullshit. Now, didn't you say, didn't you say that, that you established a ground rule that we weren't going to question the <laughs> underlying logic of the matrix films? <laughs> I, like I, I am attacking the underlying logic of this particular episode itself. I'm not going big scale. I'm going small. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. It and, and uh, to, so let me say this. I agree with you. It doesn't make sense. M- worse than not making sense. It's not super cool. Parts of the second half are really cool, but it, it, yeah. it is it is quite long, and it's like. I could have done with more of the robot, uh, y- you know, four horsemen and, and less of the, the like sincere history, but yeah, it's yeah. cool. It's, it's just not cool enough to, to well, justify this. this there, this there sameness. are definitely moments in this, like what, what's, if, if you, if somebody came to me and said, your job is to pitch this as the best part of the animatrix, there are moments there are incredible moments, like um, the the female robot being being beaten down. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's so, that's chilling. That's really yeah. fucked up. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, like there is some good stuff here, but like the the house is built on sand. To quote um, a, a number of church services I've been to. <laughs> so, so you've been sinners, going to church sinners is what in you're the hands us. of an angry god, like like they said in church. Mm-hmm, indeed. <laughs> uh, so anyway, let, I guess we can move on to kids' story, which is uh, the the kid that we were making reference to earlier, uh, Kurt. Um, so so this one feels like a bit of a trifle, but it's it. I felt that the for me at least the animation style was different enough and sort of like weirdly, I don't know, noodly. Uh, it, you know, it, wait, it, is that the it, next one? I thought Program was the next one. Uh, I have it as Kid Story is the next one. Oh. Okay, I well, it could it be Program. We, let's let's do Kid Story. Let's just do Kid Story. And, yeah, and I would like to call out that trifle has more than one meaning, and it also fits the other meaning it's, it's a, a dessert. nice little cake yeah it's a nice yes dessert. thank yeah. you yes it's a nice little dessert all right yeah i mean it, it, it is a nice little dessert uh that uh sort of uh gives you a little bit of a backstory for the for the fan neo's number one fanboy in zion uh in <laughs> <laughs> what is it matrix i forget uh the order it's uh is it revolutions wait no uh, that's the third one he right he is Reloaded. He's, he's most. I, I think he's in both Reloaded and Revolutions, but he's more prominent in, in Revolutions, where he has to do the whole like defense of. Uh, uh, That's of, true. Of That's Zion, true. and he's like reloading. He's he's bringing the 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 ammo to uh, that that cool guy. 
<laughs> I don't know what yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> I forget. Yeah, it, it's fine. I haven't seen those the, the, the other two in a long time, so I, I think I'm due for a rewatch. Um, but yeah, anyway, I mean, it, this is okay. It, it's fine. I, I did. Uh, I, I I do have to say that I found that the um, animation style was much more something that I was more interested in mm-hmm. than the story itself. In part because the animation yeah. style, it, it it wavers between like this weird, almost realism, but also with these weird noodly sort of uh, animation style, like a weird noodly animation style that's not quite, it's not hard lines. It's just very, um, it, it feels like sketchbook style, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's cool. It looks pretty cool. Um, this is, I believe this is one of the uh, Shinichi no Watanabe ones and, and like the art direction is cool. My issue with it is it, it tries to like it, 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 it tries to pack a bunch of like, here's who this character is. Here's why you should care about them. And it's like, no, 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 you have 15 minutes. Assume already that I care about this character. Cause there's the only, cause they're the only one on screen. Right. Yeah. Like, like it, it, to my mind, it needed to move faster and it tries to cover too much ground when it's good. It's good. But there's parts where it's like, it, it feels like it's wasting time on stuff that it, that it, it didn't need to do, but it is, it, it is, it is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It is really interesting to me, like by by all accounts, and by all accounts, I mean Kurt, a man who I respect. But the people creating this are very good directors. They're extremely and, good directors, yeah. And how do they not know that you need to move in a nine minute episode at a goddamn clip? <laughs> I'm sure they do. It, I, I, I'm sure there were either constraints placed upon it, or they were, you know, who who knows what constraint, but like what the ask of them was right like yeah and uh it certainly has a unique stamp on it like even if it doesn't entirely work like like i enjoyed it you know i have i have criticisms i have feedback but but i certainly enjoyed this one oh another big thing with this one is that uh this is the one that gets that that gets uh both uh keanu and uh carrie ann moss uh doing some like cameo voice work yeah um the this the sketchy art style reminded me of like bill plimpton cartoons i don't mm. know if those if those ring a bell but i i, I enjoy that because it, it was a nice um the animation was like much different than some of the other it, it's it, it stands out compared to the rest of the 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 pack of the in this anthology yeah chris that is a great uh pull because you you actually i i you reminded me that i was thinking that too when i was watching like oh yeah those cartoons yeah (laughs) which were usually very short very visual like basically visual jokes most of the time exactly right yeah but um but yeah i mean it's fine i think it was um it was an interesting little backstory but to to you know what kurt was saying i think it it runs a little long for what it needs to do i i would like i would like to deliberately be the dumbest guy on the pod for a second okay I mean, like, I was just going to say be the dumbest guy, and then you were, you guys would be like, duh, but, like, I'm doing it deliberately, okay? <laughs> um, so, at the end of this one, they were like, this kid did blah, 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 and I didn't even think that was possible. 
and I didn't understand what he did that was so special. He he unplugs himself from the matrix without anybody helping him. Ah. <laughs> like like he just he 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 realizes that he's in the matrix and rejects it and basically red pills himself is effectively what what he does. And actually that's one of my major criticisms is they work really hard to try to make you care about that. And it doesn't feel like something worth caring that like it, it doesn't feel, it feels like, like it would be important to the characters of the matrix, but I didn't really care all that much. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I might've yeah. cared had I known the yeah. fuck was happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's, it's also one of these things that um, it feels like in the larger sort of matrix setting, uh, if you have that happen to another character that is not Neo, then people are going like, well, why couldn't Neo do that? Exactly. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now now it's like, it's like, well, we had Goku. Now we need Goku too. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I, can, I guess we could move on to uh, a program, right? Uh, which is the- This is uh, going to be a three hour episode, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Uh, I just want to get to the haunted house one, man. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> anyway, but but we could we could. I, I'm pretty sure that Kurt has some comments on the program, which I I rather enjoyed. It reminded me a lot the the animation style, and and I'll, I'll be prepared to be like, duh, of course, uh, because it felt a lot like the animation style from like something from Ninja Scroll or something. That's because it's Yoshiaki Kawajiri. Yes, uh, that's, it, it, that's the what director I thought. of Ninja okay. Scroll. And yes, <laughs> it's cool. There's not much to it. It looks cool. There's a bunch of blood and people die. And that's I, I, I so so Pete, I did have something to say, but I really don't have a whole lot to say. It's that it's so fucking cool when she like breaks the sword and then fucking stabs him with his own sword that she chopped off and broke. It's like it's really cool. It's just it's just cool. It looks cool. Well, There's she not also, much to she'll, it. She also Pimes before Pime yes. actually ever happened. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just cool. That's what that's what Kawajiri does. And uh because it is like the Matrix spin-off, like he probably didn't get to do any of his gross creepy stuff that he does in almost every one of his other films. <laughs> so it's like it's a, it's probably um, the least problematic of his films. <laughs> okay. So I, I did I did have one thing that after uh after the you know the Basically, it's it. So, so it it's basically. Uh, oh, I've turned off. You know, they're they're into simulation. It's a, again, it's one of these sort of like semi seduct a seduction, but in a different uh, direction, right? Uh, where in the other uh, the the sparring partner from the main character is like, well, um, I've turned off. You know, signals outside. We're we're you know private communications here. Uh, I'm go. I'm going to go back. He's going to basically do uh, a, a cipher. He's going to go back to the machines, and he knows that she's with him. And at, at the end, it turns out all the fight is just basically a giant test um, that she passes. But then, uh, for me, that would be like, wait. I mean, I understand the reasoning and why you would want to try to do that, but wouldn't that also just completely mar any type of like actual teamwork or solidarity in the real world? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to make you. more sense. It, it felt it felt like an unnecessary twist. I kind of felt like it would have been better if if it was what it seemed to be, where the guy was, you know, mm-hmm. was like a a traitor I, I feel like that 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 would have been fine but i i don't remember much about this apart from it was a cool fight that's all that yeah. i remember about yeah. it honestly 
It felt it, like it was three minutes long, and I'm sure it was the same length as the other ones. <laughs> it's pretty cool, yeah. Um, so, uh, world record. That's that's what we're going to call this episode, because you're right, Pete. It's going to be like three hours long. And I, like, I don't know if I should go last or what, guys, because <laughs> I, have a, I have a lot of bile and venom. <laughs> like a fucking lot. And so if anybody has something nice to say, you should probably front load it before I become an asshole. Say it. No, you know what? I think I think Pete, I think that you should you should super slam dunk it and and we'll try to bring it back if anybody liked it. Okay, so uh I I am of the era of liquid television and Eon Flux. Like that mm-hmm. was that was where I first started getting into interesting anim- animation to the point where I was never really into anime. Like I saw Akira and so on, but mm-hmm. it was never really my jam. You guys are the ones dragging me into that in a good way. I'm grateful. However, it is that style of animation not only includes like artistic stuff, it includes sort of like a self-depreciating humor, a certain goofiness that is distinctive and it is its own thing. And it has no business here. It doesn't make sense in this universe. This would have been wonderful as a completely unrelated short, but included in this, I just thought it was goofy as fuck. All that I got from that was that you started to say "amination" and you you caught yourself and fixed it. For which I no no uh, Kurt you, you you missed you missed the self depreciation. So deprecating humor. I was I wasn't going to point that out. That's now see no. I, you, you you've turned a compliment into a diss. P I agree with you. I actually thought that this was the Peter Chung one until I looked up and I was like, oh no, it's not. It, it, it oh, yeah. the Peter Chung one was it was the other one that that looks like it's melting. Yeah. So I want to go on record as saying I'm drunk <laughs> and smart. Fuck off. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it, 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 I I like the idea. It looks cool. Sure. But it's like it yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it fits and when it tries to make it fit into the matrix, it feels like it like it detracts from some of what was real what what, what was working about it. I much prefer the idea of a runner. You know what? If if this were about a runner who was gonna run so fast that, that their their body exploded and they, they escaped like the simulation that we live in, it would have been better to not know that it was the matrix. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I- instead it's like, oh, well, what's going to happen to them? Are they are, are they going to escape the Matrix? It would be it would be better if it was just like they escaped the Matrix and you didn't know that you were watching a Matrix thing. And, and w- without well, that context or that that deception, it just kind of feels like, oh, it's like it's it's fine. I, I don't know. I also I also think that this sort of uh, is repeating the kid story. Right. Yes. That's what I was just going to yeah. say. Like, what, what, well, what makes the kid so special if this guy can just do it? If this guy with, can do it without the satisfaction. You know, like the kid escapes, like what happens with this guy is like some sort of weird slap down that doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, why didn't like if I were running a series of programs designed to suppress the Matrix and this guy could seriously escape by fucking running, (laughs) I would take a core sample of his fucking brain. Like, it doesn't make any sense that you just sort of wheelchair him and it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. None of it made any sense. Like, I I liked it. 
I thought um, I thought it built drama and went in a certain direction, but like the the premise didn't make sense and the finale didn't make sense, and it's hard for me to embrace. Like honestly, the best thing about this to me was it had the best title. Like mm. world record, world record is a oh. great title for an uh, a Matrix vignette. Mm. I love that. Mm. Good point. What's 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 interesting to me about this is is how unanimated the style felt. Like you mentioned liquid television, it really does feel feel mm-hmm. like that has that gross like off model. But uh yes. the the director really is like if you look at at his his career as an animator, he's like as as down the middle of like 90s anime as you can possibly get. Like he worked on everything from, you know, like uh, late '80s stuff that Kawajiri did, like Demon City Shinjuku and Goku Midnight Eye, through later stuff like Cardcaptor Sakura, and you know, like uh, like like typical, like like kind of like like the kitty stuff that got popular later. Um, mm. He's he's just he's just like a he's just been like a he's like a very accomplished animator, and it feels like uh, uh, Takeshi Koike is his name, um, and it, it just feels like he got an opportunity to just draw some weird shit here, and he did it, and like. It looks cool, but the it just it doesn't really amount to uh, a, a, a whole lot. Of, of note, though, I, I will say it's interesting. He he apparently cites uh, Frank Miller and uh, Mike Mignola as uh, as influences, and and knowing that, I can kind of feel it now in retrospect. Yeah, I I mean I, I could see it in like the the shading, like the especially the like yeah the, yeah the stark black and white shading, not black and white, but you know. Uh, the, the the blacks are very very uh, black in the in the shading, and that's very a very Mignola ish type of uh, uh, flourish. But, but it, yeah, it, I, it it took me a moment to get comfortable with that. I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, Pete. For a minute there, I thought I was like, oh god damn it, no. no. <laughs> um, I did so like. Yeah. Go ahead. I did like the the like fuck you at the very end. Yes. yes, where he stands yeah. up and like 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 breaks free and the stuff and like the the screws and stuff start coming out. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, that okay. that was sort of cool. Yeah. Okay, right. so you guys know what flying in the grass is? Mm, no, no. It's a plane term, like specifically with biplanes. When they were trying to avoid detection, what they would do is drop down to the point where the wheels were actually touching the vegetation. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because Chris is flying in the fucking grass right now, and I want to know what he thinks about this. <laughs> I, honestly, that, that, that well, yes. Um, I I'm not a huge fan of this this animation style. Um, Ian, I you know I've I've never really watched Aeon Flux, but I've I've like you know seen seen clips and stuff like that, and that's just that's never been my 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 fa- favorite. Um, and I, I, this one was, I, I paid the least attention to, like, just because I got kind of, I don't know, bored with it, I think. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that's legit, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, this, yeah, this was probably my least favorite of, of the, the whole anthology. It, it feels extremely unmatrixy to me too. Y- yeah. It feels like, yeah, it, yeah. It, it feels actually, you know what it looks like the most is, is the fucking men in black Saturday morning cartoon. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 
I, I suppose I I missed that one completely. But <laughs> look it up after I'll, we're done. I'll take, it, yeah, watch yeah, the I'll, intro. The intro is cool as shit. But it's like everybody's mm-hmm. like it, it looks like it looks like everybody has had all their limbs broken and then put back together <laughs> wrong. <huh? laughs> Oh, that's liquid television all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Aeon Flux. Uh, basically, everyone, everyone's hip bones are completely visible. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, I guess we could move on. Um, I, I'm gonna go ahead and, and show my cards here because uh, the next one is Beyond. Uh, that's the Haunted House one. This I think is still my favorite of the bunch. It's mm-hmm. great. Uh, yeah, it's yep. the best. Carlos, correct. Yep. <laughs> in, in, I, I think in part because one, it starts off rather in a, like it, it feels like it has a complete arc that isn't trying to um, sort of like uh, ham handedly uh, mimic uh, Neo's awakening in the matrix, but you get, uh, but the, yeah. the main character gets there. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, but it's a, it's a very minor awakening and it's, it's done in such a way that also it shows you like, sort of like this weird wondrous thing that can happen. Right. And you're like, Oh, okay. And it also, I think it also ties in much better. I feel than <laughs> than even in the movie itself, where it's like, Oh yeah. Oh, so these are the vampires and werewolves. Okay. Uh, this yeah. just felt much more sort of like almost organically uh, comes out with like, Oh, you know, You've you've ever had like one of those weird haunted houses? It's just a bunch of glitches in the matrix, dude. That's all it is, mm-hmm. and it's 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 really fun and and it's intercut with like oh extermination crew headed their way. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it it feels it feels dangerous and uncertain in a way that like the other ones are all contextualized in the way of like you know all about the matrix and here's an extra piece of story and this one like keeps the matrix backstory like out of the picture for the most part and it's like like nobody in this story is is really important right they're just like Mm -hmm. random people who found who found like oh here's a weird glitch and they're goofing around with it and it's like which "Mm -hmm." makes it the most matrix exactly yeah yeah yeah. this feels like like that 10 minutes in the film where you know something is really fucked up but you don't quite know what yet and it's 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 the it's the it's the actual deja vu sequence yeah. Where they see the cat and then they see the cat again. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So except like, except handled uh, much more. I feel like much more sort of like uh, I, I was going to say daintily, but uh, I'm not sure if that's the word I'm looking for. So I have a dumb question for you: Are all the cats in the Matrix programs, or like they're cats stashed somewhere with like jacks in the back of their heads? <laughs> uh, uh, Pete, I, I think that it's actually. Uh, I, I think that that's simply that the cats the cat programs in the matrix uh do the things that we think cats in this matrix do which is see ghosts and shit so so you know part of the reason that we may have all liked this uh is we have seen this director's work before possibly multiple Mm -hmm. times Um, say more words captain uh the director of this is uh koji morimoto who also directed the Magnetic Rose sequence in Memories. Uh, and and yes. um, I know we've talked about doing Robot Carnival. He also did one of the best sequences of Robot Carnival. So he he has a lot of anthology experience is perhaps the point to take away from this. And it I think it shows. He knows yeah, how yeah. far to push it and he knows like where he can invest time to make it work. And it's just, I don't know, it's just cool. 
It's cool. Yeah. This yeah. this was the tightest nine I've ever seen, and <laughs> I, I immediately regret saying that. That's, <laughs> that just doesn't sound right. <laughs> this, so, um, Pete, uh, yeah. are, you, are you voting for libertarians? God uh, damn it. <laughs> oh. uh, so, so this is like the, the, the best case scenario for a like movie or like universe tie-in type stuff where it's just like you, you see like because you, you always wonder when you watch this kind of stuff like it's what is a normal everyday person doing in that like yes unique world mm-hmm. and yeah. like every other story is like you know kind of like a neo retread sort of uh but this one actually takes that at face value and says this is what an average person would do in the matrix you know come across the glitches and they just think it's a haunted house which is it, it, it's and it's so it's and it's probably not a coincidence that it's the most low stakes one uh m- most most yeah. low stakes episode of this anthology mm-hmm it's, it's well, yeah, totally believable, by, by, by the way, that, that kids would, like, find out that you can fall and not quite hit your yes. face on the ground. Oh, <laughs> That's yes. such a there kid is, behavior. It's perfect. Absolutely. Oh, God. There's I mean, no uh, direct even, conflict at all. Even, no. even, even, uh, Kurt, to your point, uh, the, the, the one kid that invites the, the girl, uh, who's looking for her cat, who's wandered off, uh, when he slip, he's like slips off and you can hear it. Like he slips out off frame and you hear like him hit the ground, crumpling to the ground. He's like, Oh, nice move, dude. Oh, <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's just pitch perfect. It really, um, it, it feels like, yeah, he's trying to make the, the pretty girl, you know, like notice how cool he is, even though, you know, she's completely, she's like way older than he is and out of her, out of his league, uh, but he needs to look cool and is a dumbass. <laughs> I don't know. It, it just, it, it, it feels very natural. Um, like all the characters feel very natural to me. And there's uh, so much, so much quick characterization, um, even of these characters that you 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 don't know what their names are. It doesn't really matter. Uh, this would make for a great written short story. This yes. exact concept, like, and it, it it wouldn't need to be connected to the Matrix at all. It would it would work per it would work perfectly without mm-hmm. it. It's just it's just a strong concept. The way that it ends on this like ambiguous note of like there's no real closure, but they're kind of it feels it feels like closure without telling you what the point of it is. Like most of the other stories are like here's what you need to take away from it. This is the important takeaway, you know, whereas this well, is just kind of like a weird ambiguous note. It's neat. Well, the 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 ending also uh hits I feel like hits a point that uh, I sort of perked up at the end because it was like, oh, everything's fenced off and it's they're going to it looks like they're going to build something new there and it feels like oh the answer to fix glitches in the matrix is gentrification oh yeah 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 <laughs> so anyway <laughs> there'll be a star Tra- starbucks there next oh you know it is you know it is uh anyway um i i i'm on record for that one so that's my favorite second favorite next one up on deck detective story yeah really i i liked it but i didn't like it as a matrix short i i I think i think that um i'll I'll say this that i feel like the the direct link because this is basically uh detectives hired to find trinity and trinity has a cameo in the the character trinity i i don't know if the person voicing uh trinity in the in the thing is actually carrie ann moss it sounded like her it is it it sounded like it is indeed okay yes so um 
I, I it feels almost like it it detracts from the rest of the story. Mm. Uh, but the rest of it feels. I, I, I this is one of these that I, I have a real hard time un, untangling the animation style, which is beautifully like it's like this weird black and white noirish um anachronistic uh type of design mm-hmm. uh f- and i have a really hard time untangling it from the actual story itself because it looks so fucking stylish yeah at, at some points it actually looks like it, it looks like it might be some sort of 3d but then they make it look like almost like almost like a photocopy like it's like that like mm-hmm. kind yeah. of like um you know kind of a, a you know low res it, 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 yeah it's i the the visual of this is very very cool it's like worn so, yes yeah so to to your point chris if the if the dual uh episode in the star wars visions mm. had looked more like this i would have been all over that shit. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. the The part of this that didn't work for me so much was the the noir narration. Felt like it. It was clear that it was trying to be noir narration, and it didn't Sorry. quite work for me. Like it wasn't quite. It wasn't quite noirish enough. Where mm. it, it it maybe it, it reminded me of good noir narration without actually being good. Um, and I it felt a little bit self conscious. Mm. Where where it was like we need you to know that this I I, I feel like it didn't it it felt too much like like a, a long leg dame walked into my office I was sweating bullets you know sl- <laughs> long long lines of shadow fell across my face as I as I you know <laughs> talked to the secretary at the front you know it, it felt too much it felt too much like that and and it would have been clear what it was going for without that added touch so with, the, without that self consciousness I would have really liked it. The name's Tracer Bullet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because, because, uh, okay. Yeah. So this is another of the Watanabe shorts. And, and you can, if you took out that narration or you made it a little less more so, it, it looked a little less more so, uh, a, a little <laughs> less overt, it would just feel like Cowboy Bebop. I got you. And, and yeah. that's, I, I would have liked it to go in that direction and feel feel more like itself and less like it's like, we need you to understand that this is supposed to be like noir. (laughs) (laughs) As you know, Bob, this is noir. Um, I think, I think my, well, my problem with this is fundamentally the problem I have with, uh, uh, the second Renaissance in that it's like, it's fucking silly and non-convincing, but it's more convincing than the second Renaissance. (laughs) Yeah, you it know, is, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, like fundamentally, I guess agents could select a detective to try and track track down t- Trinity. They wouldn't, <laughs> but it's 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 more believable than the idea that that a story about humans are bad would be be hanging around in the Zion archives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I like the idea that. Like Trinity becomes like the Dame, and you know, as a noir protagonist, he's like, "Well, I gotta protect the Dame. That's what I do." Um, and but but the, it it made the it made the story feel so unimportant because mm. because Trinity is so much more important. Where it's just like, mm-hmm. well, this is just some schmuck, pretty much. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean that that's. I, go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say that he, he, he totally was a smuck. He, he was just used as, you know, a, a kind of like a tracking thing for, for Trinity. Like, um, yeah, but yeah, he was played at, played for a fool. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I think that the, the, the way I saw it is that, uh, it's, it's a way like, uh, I, I get your point, Pete, uh, that the, the, the agents would probably just go after Trinity themselves, but this is perhaps a way to get close to her because, um, you know, the, the, she and, and, and Morpheus and everyone else would probably smell an agent from, you know, miles away. That's an interesting argument. Like, so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, no, no, I, I don't – like, you're being more coherent than me, frankly, but uh, <laughs> the the idea that um, – like, like you came up with a convincing reason why they would use a human sock puppet at all, and I wasn't able to do so. I mean, it's all good. I think, I think it, it, it sort of um, also, it's one of these things that actually does feel like a noir thing, um, in the sense mm-hmm. that you know, like the 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 private eye ends up being like a, a basically a paw uh, like a cat's paw the the, mm-hmm. the problem though powers. is that you know the final mystery from the beginning just mm-hmm. just like just like some of the other shorts where it's like it th- this would work better if you didn't know that it was a matrix story and you do well, think, and yeah. so that that lessened it a little bit for me yeah that that's why i said that i think that trinity existing in the story itself really uh sort of lessens it uh yeah and i think that you're 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 giving me the exactly articulating the reasons why because um to a certain extent it it resolves the mystery before mm-hmm. it, it you you're even aware that it's a mystery it it feels very um it feels very like star wars expanded universe where there's one of the main movie characters is in the story like, because, like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, fundamentally, there's two kinds of Star Wars expanded universe stories. They're the ones where they're like, let's make a whole story about this weird person in the background of the cantina scene, and they, it just gets to be about them. And it's ones where it's like, let's make a story where it's Han, it's the the continuing adventures of you know Han Solo and Princess Leia. And in mm. the ones where Han Solo and Princess Leia are present, if if there's a character who isn't Han Solo and Princess Leia. <laughs> it's it's hard to care about what exactly happens to them because you're like, well, <laughs> well, clearly they're not that important. <laughs> clearly, this is like their story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and they they could be called dead meat for all you care. Exactly. About. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or it's or, yeah. It's it's like oh, uh, uh, if if it's a story about a gunfighter who has to go up against Han Solo, it's like well. Uh, R.I.P. That guy. <laughs> 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 it's, it's a it's it's a guy that is able to read the script, and he's like, "Yeah, I know Han shot first, but I'm different." You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, what you're so, describing is Dash Rendar, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I guess we're going to go on to uh, matriculated, and uh, go ahead, Pete. I know that uh, you also had some spleen to vent. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't think I'm going to shock anyone with this, but Matriculated is basically an Ian Flux story, mm. and it is it is not entirely clear to me what the hell this has to do with the Matrix. <laughs> like, it, it, it just feels piggybacked on. It's It's not a world that would actually happen within that realm, and it would be very interesting as a separate story that had nothing to do with the matrix, but the fact that they stapled it on this was 
was weird and a little bit insulting to me. They gaslit that robot. Very yeah. insulting. <laughs> Very oh, yeah. insulting. Indeed. Yeah. Okay. I, so, uh, Pete, I I I, I, I agree okay. with you. This this didn't feel like the Matrix at at all. It was like, what if what if humans still lived on the surface and they had like like science labs there and they they flirted with robots until they wanted <laughs> so, to join the revolution. But so so it's it's weird because now that I'm thinking about it, yes, it feels tacked on for the time it's coming out. But as we as we saw with the uh, Matrix Four, uh, this was something that I guess the the Wachowskis were thinking about, or maybe had in mind that there would be robots that could be um, sort of recruited. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, and th- it's that's a called cool Terminator idea. Two. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there's 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 a couple programs in the Matrix films who are recruited to, recruited to the human side. There's um. What the heck is his name? Uh, Seraph, who who protects uh, the the Oracle, um, mm. and I I I I forget the actor. He's a very 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 famous uh, martial arts film star. I, I totally he he was supposed to be Jet Li, and Jet Li said that uh, you know he he turned down the role because he said that basically they they, they wanted to copy his 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 moves and like digitize it, and he turned out to be right. He was clever about that. Oh yeah, uh, very very correct. But um. Uh, but but yeah, there's 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 some there, there's a bit of a history of this, so it's it's playing off of stuff. But it, I, I I don't know it it would work better as just an Aeon Flux episode instead of as being tacked onto this. So it's yeah, I don't know. Also, no, it, it, yeah, the what, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of like CGI that isn't to its strengths in this mm-hmm. the, yeah. the, the, um, the parts that are cool are pretty cool. Like all the stuff about like how they how they recruit the machines like pretty inventive and cool but there's like 5 minutes on either side of that 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 aren't as cool. Yeah. Uh yes. Kurt the the name you were looking for is I think it's Colin Cho or Chu. I'm not Possibly. sure how you pronounce it. Uh anyway, yeah, th- that's who Seraph is in in the movies. Anyway, uh I, I was just going to say go ahead. Oh, I was just uh, my my point is that I I thought the the design of the runner robots was really dumb <laughs> like yes <laughs> i did not like them like they looked well, like you know like grasshoppers or something like that it was extremely eon flux yeah exactly and not um, matrixy yes I, I will say that i did like the weird <laughs> the weird uh was it sugar baby <laughs> that they had oh yeah that was detector that is like that's such a weird that's concept. a weird time. yeah but but I did like it. I do also agree that it was a it's a bizarre touch that could be in the Matrix, but honestly is probably much more Aeon Flux than anything else. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, fundamentally, that was a uh, a, a Filipino lemur. Oh, is that oh, it? interesting? Oh, yeah. No, like like I- anybody who's ever seen one was like bullshit. That's a lemur. <laughs> OK, cool. I am not the uh, zoologist on the team, so yeah. Well, or, or I, I know about animals, but like you know, just sort of like <laughs> I'm just like silver level or something. It's not. Also, not I've had a few beers, so it's entirely possible you can just discount my bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I, I it, it's weird because this is a this feel this feels like a an anthology that. It sort of has like it goes all over the place. It doesn't mm-hmm. have like there's really high highs 
and there's some low lows, I feel. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, It's hard. All All I remembered about this was Beyond. And I was like, wow, a whole movie of stuff like Beyond. (laughs) I I wish that it were. Uh, I I, I feel like there's there's parts of this where it's just dragging. You're like, I'm done with this short. I would like to watch the – I would like to watch a different one. (laughs) So, like, I feel like if you trimmed this down to four or five and you ditched a couple of them, Mm -hmm. I I, I feel like it would would be stronger. Um, Like, like as much as there were parts of the second renaissance that I liked – uh, I I would have probably ditched that. You know, there's just there's just like matriculation. I probably would have would have uh, matriculated rather. I probably I probably would have ditched Final Fight of the Osiris. I probably would have ditched. And then you're getting down to like, okay, like you know what? If this were like four or five of them, and World Record were one of them, I like cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's it's as different. It's a weird one. Everybody looks like they're melting and fucked up. That's great. Um, <laughs> but it's 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 a little bit long for. Like there's parts of where I'm like I don't I I want my ten minutes back not because it's necessarily bad because it just kind of feels like a whatever so mm-hmm. yeah it's it yeah. it didn't it didn't hold up to what I was expecting it to be but at the same time it's not it's not like bad like there there was nothing where I was like this sucks this is bad um and I'm glad that they were experimenting with it and trying to be inventive with it but at the same time it just didn't it it wasn't what I remembered it being. I mean, yeah. it, it's, I think it also, because, uh, if, and, and this might be slightly unfair, it's probably very unfair. Uh, <laughs> if I were to compare this to visions, uh, mm. visions has probably a, it, it, it's probably achieving a mean that is much more, uh, consistent, right? Mm-mm. All of them are sort of, you know, most of them are pretty much, you know, like if I were to use a numeric, you know, like a one to 10 numerical grading system, you know, most of them are at, at the very least like a six. And there's a couple of, you know, like eights or nines and that's it. Uh, but this, this definitely has like, like I would say beyond is easily like a 10. Um, and, and everything else is sort of like, you know, it, it, it falls short of that basically. Um, like I, I would say detective story is probably like around, like, I know that this is completely unfair. I hate using numbers, but I would say detective story, even for its faults is probably like a seven or a six. And there's a couple of other ones like program is, is very good for what it is, except for that little, um, sort of twist at the end. Right. I um, I see I feel totally differently about it. I I like this a lot more than visions because I don't mm. care about consistency. I want people to swing for the fences. Oh no 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 no. Uh, oh, okay. no no I, no I'm not saying that 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 makes it better. Uh, I'm saying okay. that yeah. I'm agree. saying that visions yeah like visions definitely feels like the <laughs> the slurry they make chicken nuggets out of. Yeah, uh, it's it's consistent <laughs> it's consistently fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it, it, exactly. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You know, it's it's, uh, it's. I think it's that was my exact words at the end. My kid made. And I'm like, yeah, you did. You did a good job. You did a pretty good job. Good job. It's it's heartwarming and yeah, keep keep at it. <laughs> you know what? I think the the thing that makes uh, the Animatrix most successful for me is that 
it makes me really want to rewatch the Matrix movies. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I think you know it's it's done its job. But um, yeah, it, there's some some real high highs. Um, but like you said, there's there's some A ones that just yeah. <laughs> there's there's yeah, some they, definite misses that I mean, like you know what? Kudos to you for putting that in the film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for all that we've sort of shat on uh, world record here, uh, I I still think that it's a very, it's very interesting to look at. I like it. Yeah. Honestly, like it's not good, but I like it a lot. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. It's like, well, it's just so weird. It's I, very, I wish yeah. stuff looked that weird again. I don't know. Watch, man. watch the Chronicles of Riddick. Uh, what, what the fuck is it called? Uh, the... I forget what it's called. That Peter Chung did it. Did a Chronicles of Riddick. Uh, oh hell yeah! Animated oh, wow. movie, and it looks really fucked up and weird. Peter Chung oh. drawing drawing Vin Diesel is one of the strangest <laughs> things I've ever seen in my life. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, I think. Uh, any last thoughts, folks? I think we should probably wrap. Dark up Fury up. is the name of the Chronicles of Riddick animated. Dark uh, Fury, yeah, cool. Uh, I, I wish that it, it's, it was cool. Like how mysterious and cool the matrix was that it was totally reasonable that, that they would do a weird anime anthology based on it. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was so impactful that like there was a PS2 matrix game, uh, called enter the matrix that wasn't, wasn't very good, but it was like, wow, there's difference. It's like, this is the matrix. The matrix is so it's just, it just, it, it harkens back to how culturally big and mysterious and and unquestionable the matrix was at the time and and like i think there's nothing there's there's nothing that even approaches that now yeah i think that that was what i what you know like i was trying to draw my sort of thesis statement at the beginning kurt and i think i i i i thought of the I think it's what you were writing about like the early internet that it's basically it captures the the matrix setting captures the realm of possibilities yeah, that totally. the early internet opened up for everyone. Mm. And, but in a storytelling sort of milieu where it's like, here you go, anything can happen. Here's some flourishes, you know, like some basic branding that you need to put on your, your thing. Like, you know, like in, in program where, where, when they destroy the, the enemies, they, they dissolve into little, uh, you know, green tinged code or whatever, which is very cool looking, but it's, you know, it's, it's obviously you're in the matrix. haha. Look. Um, but other than that, you know, have at it folks. And I feel, I feel like the animatrix is exactly that. Like, I think we've been sort of like tiptoeing around the idea that, that, yeah, this, that for all its high highs and low lows, these are all the, the, this sort of showcases the possibilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's also probably, it's probably, pretty evident that the Wachowski sisters like you know I have no idea about like the production history of this but I can imagine them going to uh, you know whoever owns Matrix Warner Brothers I guess saying you know we should do an animation or an anime movie based on the Matrix like because that definitely seems like you know it's it's very much a an influence uh, on on the Matrix itself so um, you know to see them um you know, reflecting that back, it was, is, is cool. They, they, they've, the Wachowskis are very good about, um, you know, mixing and, and matching a lot of different stuff. And, and I think that this, this is just further evidence of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, to, to your, to your point, Chris, that's, that's almost exactly it. They were, uh, apparently they were 
promoting the film. They're promoting the first Matrix film in Japan, and they they were our big anime fans, and so they were like, we want to meet, you know, we want to visit some anime studios and meet our heroes. Uh, and then they basically went, went back to Warner Brothers and were like, get this, uh, yeah. you know, Matrix anime stuff, and yeah. you know, let's let's get let, let's get the anime people, you know, like the 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 leading lights of that industry to to do stuff, and and they did, and it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, I suppose that we should probably wrap it up, huh? Yeah. I'm going right. to do everybody a favor because I've got about a five to 10 minute story I could lay down right now and we'll save it for another day. <laughs> <laughs> With that story, you'll have to tune in next time and yep. listen in to hear, hear that, at Podside. That story <laughs> explains where the show The Bachelor came from. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Well, you heard it here for first, folks, here on Podside. Catch you later. <laughs>